0: The car you drive every day should be fun.
1: But it has to do the boring stuff too, like commute, be affordable, and haul your groceries.
0: You can have both, and we'll help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Daily. So this is going to be a little bit different podcast for us. Yeah, it is. First off, it's weird for Paul and I, because Paul and I are rarely in the same room to do the podcast. But yeah, we're actually sitting in a room instead of in front of a mic because we're here with the guys from Gears and Gasoline. We are literally it's going to sound a little different than it normally does because we are literally sitting in my living room on the couches, just sitting around talking, and you guys are just kind of, kind of join us. We did mention to all of you that we have the Gears and Gasoline guys with us here in Utah, which is awesome. They did a 36-hour straight drive. You drive and I'll sleep back and forth, back and (laughs) forth. They are conscious, which is cool, which is (laughs) very good. Surprising as well. So, Ben, Ben, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, appreciate
1: it. As we've said, we've been working hard on getting more guests on the show, and we're happy to have both of you with us. Like Todd said, it'll sound a little different, but we've got a debate, but we want to hear from these guys up front. We want to kind of hear the story, and we're already, we're asking for questions on social media. If you saw, I'm checking Facebook and Instagram here, and uh, thank you guys for posting up questions for both these guys. Looks like even Cadbury's giving you some, some props on here. They're telling you you're putting out some of the best cinematography he's seen for an auto channel. So start there. I mean, he's given you compliments already. <laughs> yeah. Start there. I mean, what Softball. what was... <laughs> okay, sorry. No. We, we've got to start somewhere, but, well, you know... thank
2: you. <laughs> would be the first I would yeah. start with. That's, um,
3: that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, so, we've been doing the channel for, I guess, about two years now. Um, coming up on two years. And... Um, yeah, uh, Ben, Other Ben, so it's going to be confusing for the podcast because you can't visually see us, uh, but we're both named Ben, so um, I, we can number us. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, how would you guys like to refer to
0: us? <laughs> well, but your voices are different enough. Uh,
2: no. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Other Ben uh, was a video major in uh, college, and so he was doing a lot of video production and stuff uh, for part of his degree, and uh, I was working on a build, uh, the uh, Ford Escort ZX2, which is... Um, Hopefully a little bit nicer than you're picturing in your mind right now.
4: Um, but and, um, not as cool as you're picturing either. No, it's, not, not, it's not, not. If you're thinking of like not, an, an 80s rural drive rally Escort, it's not bad. No, so. I wish. Uh, very, yeah, US ZX2. Nothing that money can't solve,
2: right? Uh, <laughs> that of. chassis? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not a bad chassis. It's a Mazda <laughs> chassis, actually. A yeah. Mazda BG chassis. Right. But uh, anyway, uh, so Ben uh, had a project they had to do for college. And so he uh, asked me, you know, hey, can we you know, film a video on your car? And I was like, "Yeah, sounds great." And I had dabbled with video a little bit before, and I was interested in it. And so uh, he did that video, um, you know, and then I think that was what kind of sparked both of our interest to continue doing stuff. And we're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, let's just throw it up on YouTube," um, and that was kind of where it started. And then we got into doing some more um, videos on other people. You know, car reviews are always kind of a big thing on YouTube. Um, did a couple sure. of those. Went to some car shows, filming those. Um, really just kind of uh, feeling around and finding out kind of where our niche is, and. Um, just filming as much as we can. I mean, we're still at a point where we're like, yeah, let's just film as much as we can because we both
4: love doing it. Yeah.
1: So. so car videos are a thing on YouTube, apparently. Believe it or not. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Mm.
0: We, should, we should try that. That'd be interesting. What interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a we thought. To do that.
4: If you guys want some you know, critique, any advice, I'm sure we can give you plenty. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Later, right. we're
0: going to actually do a private Q&A after the podcast. We're going to ask Ben and Ben what it's like to shoot cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> it's gonna, but so um, informative. But here's the thing, though. If you don't know the Gears and Gasoline guys already, there's, there's multiple profiles that you should go watch. They've done a lot of profiles on YouTubers and a lot of other car videos. They even have a really good video on there about right. who are Gears and Gasoline. They just tell, tell you. So you can actually see who both Ben and Ben are to help you with your visuals. But um, they were some of the first people, maybe the first people, they're looking at me wondering what I'm going <laughs> to say, to, to kind of show who is the guy behind regular car reviews. Most people had never even That's seen his right. face. Nobody That's had right. no, any idea what he was. He was just a voice.
4: That was totally timing, yeah. too. Yeah. Like I mean, and it was not like we had like this grand scheme. It just like totally happened to be the case that we were like, he came to our town to film. He filmed uh, Ben's R six, his Yamaha okay. R six, and okay. his Subaru uh, okay. Legacy Spec B. And Ben, being just an entrepreneurial wizard, was like, Hey, can we film with you? You know, like just mm-hmm. and. I was like, yeah, I mean, we, like that's good, but like he doesn't show face in his videos, so how are we supposed to make a video about him? And this was at the like exact same time that Mr. Regular had decided that he was going to start showing his face. Yeah. It was just pure yeah. luck, you know, and otherwise the video wouldn't be, yeah. you know, there would be no novelty to the video, but, you know, yeah. because the thumbnail is his face, just yeah. with hit with him with this weird expression on his face, and then, you know, he gets, like, all personal in, in, in the interview and stuff, like, it did really well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: a really good piece, and they've also done, I mean, a while back, actually the way we got connected with these guys is a while back when we had Jason Finsky on the podcast, right, right. somebody asked in the Facebook questions, and thank you guys for continuing to send those in, somebody asked in the Facebook questions, they said, hey, would you guys like to be featured by Gears and Gasoline, and don't you think they should do a piece on Jason? And I brought it up, and that was one of the questions we talked about. And Jason hadn't, hadn't right. connected with these guys yet. And since then, you've probably even seen that they've done a piece on Jason that's awesome. Yeah. And now they're here right. going to do a piece on us, which... It'll have us in it. Other than that, it might be awesome, but it will have us in it, so that's happening as well. Yeah, Yeah,
1: we don't even know. They haven't even shot a frame yet. We're here the Uh, night before. They've just rolled in and uh, grabbed a, a bit of dinner with these guys. So it's been nice to get to know both of you. And
4: Thank you for the dinner, by yeah, the, the way. Yeah, dinner was oh, great. Yeah, awesome. yeah. It was awesome. Uh, we, sh- we ate at a really cool restaurant. Yeah,
2: there were yeah. Uh, tables underneath cars, uh, for anyone listening that doesn't know. There's a restaurant that literally has cars in the air on a lift that you can eat underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: it's kind of got the garage feel, yeah. which is cool. Well, a little, bit. A little the, bit. The door handles are j- literally box wrenches. So <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well,
1: yeah, keep going. I mean, you're from Virginia. Yep and traveled all the way. What sparked the road trip thing?
4: Uh, We love road trips. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Any excuse to drive. Yeah. Like, we do dumb stuff (laughs) to justify road trips. But you chose a
1: Kia, and here I am. You think that I'm, you know, still faking it here. You think that I'm faking it, but I'm not. They chose a Kia. What were you in? Well, it's
2: uh, turbocharged. uh, It is bored out, stroked. uh, (laughs) Of course it is. I I wish. Uh...
1: Words that have never been associated with Kia ever. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, no, yeah, we, we just got a Kia rental car just because, uh, we're putting 6,000 miles on a car. Right. And so we figured why not just put it on a car that we don't have to worry about and just, just go. Um, but no, we, we had taken a lot of road trips in the past, um, mainly to buy car parts. So we'd come up on Craigslist and say, there's a great (laughs) deal in Chicago. I know it's like 12 hours away, but we're going to go get it because it's a great deal. Even with gas, it's still a great deal. So we would just go. (laughs)
1: That's so funny. Um,
2: So we had taken, we'd taken like a 36-hour road trip before down, sweeping around Texas, or not Texas, uh, Tennessee, Louisiana.
4: Yeah, it was a car parts extravaganza. There was a part that he wanted that he couldn't get anywhere else that someone was selling in Louisiana. And then, so I was like, oh, well, we're going to Louisiana. Let me look on our route. And I was like, well, there's an exhaust for my Evo in Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was like, well, (laughs) I... Those are close, right? Well, I mean, you know we need to go there anyways. And he found uh, in Kentucky there was a flywheel yeah. For his x yeah, two I think final, so which, just which is kind of a rarity. Like, I yeah. mean, if you think about it. And we did it pretty much nonstop. It was just yeah. wow. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And I mean so. the reason we
2: have to like do these road trips so quick everyone says, Oh man, you've been to so and so, you've been there and they're like, Oh, have you seen such and like no, we were just driving right through and yeah. just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, we have day jobs and so yeah. we're trying to knock it out on the weekend. So we'll do crazy trips to states lots of states away, but we have to knock it out on the weekend. Yeah. Um, this obviously this trip has an exception to that, mm-hmm. but um.
0: Wow. Cause you're headed to LA after this, right? We
2: are. Cool. Um,
4: we yeah. Was, to, what's next for you in LA? Uh,
2: we are going. to, Well, uh, Ben, I, I'll let you. Uh, uh, <laughs> unless
4: you don't want to reveal. No, it. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Yeah, we already revealed it on our channel. But yeah, um, right. we're going to go and film with Matt Farah. Cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, and uh, like huge, hugely like, inspiration to us as far as you know doing yeah. like your channel, his channel, like just like that kind of like hyper polished. Uh, you know he's like what he did with tuned on drive you mm-hmm. know just like a yeah. hype level yeah, yeah, yeah. like right. really high high production quality huge stuff yeah um car reviews and, yeah. and just car content really
2: good with his words i i'm yeah. not good with my words and i i am <laughs> like i need to be that good <laughs>
1: it's hard to do words good
2: it is i can't do words good
1: yes nice well yeah we sure have enjoyed being on his podcast in la we usually tie that into uh various shoots that that you and i are doing for uh, for various things. Matt both likes but, us and uh, doesn't
0: like us on the podcast because we're the guys that fly in and go to him right after we've landed. Oh, that's true. So we end up requiring him to podcast later than he wants. And because it's LAX, it's like, we'll be there at 8. <laughs> no, we'll be there at 8.30. You know, man, it'll be after 9.00. I'm sorry. It's 9.30. <laughs> we true. just got here. I, yeah, but he's and been very tall. And yeah. it doesn't matter when.
1: It doesn't matter when. So, well, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So is it t- just uh, Matt or anybody no, else? Yeah, we're going to. We're
2: actually coming back to Salt Lake City. Okay. Um, yeah. And maybe we'll eat at that restaurant again uh, to <laughs> film a uh, another YouTuber uh, called Salt City Euros. Uh, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of like BMW um, stuff, uh, build videos. Again, nice really theme. high polished cinematic yeah. um, content. So actually that's, that's it's really
4: funny because nice. it's two it's two dudes. It's Nico and yeah. Max, mm-hmm. and Max is production full time mm-hmm. as his day job. He uh, does like video for a company, and sure. then yeah. and then what? I, Nico works at a medical. Like a a hospital or something like that. Mm -hmm. I I apologize. Yeah, but he's he's more of the car related. Yeah, yeah. but it seems like whenever there's like a a two guys one channel, like (laughs) type type deal, it's like always one dude is production. Yeah, 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 it's like one dude is production and then the other person is you know business business or like whatever. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's
1: like, yeah. Well, uh, interestingly, we uh, met Nico over last summer in 2016 because if you haven't seen Icon yet. Chance and Mandy have stacks to send you. That's Please uh, order many, that. Many As a matter of fact, we were just looking at the analytics for Icon, and that has just exceeded our expectations. So thank you to all of you who have watched it. If you have not seen it yet, Vimeo for download or rental, and the Blu-ray on Amazon.com. But uh, Nico, I drove haven't down. seen it yet. I, well, I th- yeah, you guys I'm, haven't seen it yet. We need I to. I think uh, I'll uh, buy it tonight and watch it before we go to bed. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you to Nico. He brought down the white e36 Mm four-door and we were in desperate need of that car and he helped us out he drove all the way down and brought that it was a friend of his and brought that to us so it was nice to connect with those guys and meet and find out about their channel as well and yeah, just my call to, you know, hey, we need this car. It kind of trickled out, and
0: it was just amazing. We got, yeah. got in
1: touch with those guys. So he's been very gracious. They definitely know their, their classic BMWs for sure. Yeah,
4: yeah it was
0: a great small yeah. world moment. They still, in fact, this is random. They drove down that E36 the day. We had one day when we could actually get all of the cars on camera because we had an M2 press car, and it was only allowed over one weekend. Where we had the week, it was staggered over one weekend. So we had to, to converge all the cars. Anytime you see all the cars on camera, it's nine of them. Together, that was all shot in one day. So we didn't have, it. we had to figure out, every one of those cars has to be this day. We can move other things, but that day everybody has to be there. And so that uh, E36 rolled in at the last minute, as did the E46, those were like, practically the morning of. And then we put, we were supposed to have all of the owners meet us at this parking lot in the middle of nowhere. So, you had two old road cones you oh, used. Oh, yeah. I was going to try to use as, those. as spotters <laughs> in LA because you had so much trouble with people That's parking right. and bumping into your car in LA, you actually had, had a cone in this one bad parking pretty protective. space. That yeah, was But you had a terrible parking space that people kept kind of coming around the corner and nicking, I so you actually put a cone. had damage yeah. from that. So, yeah. anyway, so you had these two big road cones you bought. We put them in the back of that E36 of Nico's to take right. them up to That's put them right. on the outside of the little turnout, because we were in this weird turnout you can miss if, you, if you're not careful. And then we ended up meeting every single BMW owner at the gas station at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> so everybody so knew funny. where who to, who to be with. And then at the end of the day, the E36 drives back up to Ogden, and it was 24 hours later, Paul goes, my cones are still in the trunk of that car. Yeah. So, Nico, I hope you're getting use out of those cones, Yeah, we, because we, we don't have them anymore. <laughs> uh, but it's anyway. all good. It's all good. I mean, one of those things, and
1: as far as shoot craziness at mm-hmm. the end of the day. It's just nuts. Yeah,
2: I mean, I just, I want to take a minute to be just like, uh, YouTube is such an amazing place that it's a non-competitive market that we can work with these other YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you guys know all these people that we're going to go film with, and it's like, it's a tight-knit like community, really. Yeah, and it's, yeah it's yeah. It's great how all that works out. So yeah. I just have to take a little uh, step back and uh, emotional uh, think about... Uh, isn't the world
0: beautiful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it is cool. I mean, it's it's a very small world, for yeah. better and for worse, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's weird because YouTube on one level is such a monster, but on another level, certainly in the automotive, it's niche enough that everybody does know everybody. One of the things that is great about it, in spite of the fact that YouTube can be difficult to monetize, we were talking about this over dinner. YouTube can be difficult to monetize if what you want to do is quality instead of Mm. quantity. Quantity is what it rewards. But what is great about YouTube, and I mean, you guys are evidence and so are we, you get a camera, you make something you like, you can post it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. if you want to dedicate yourself to it, there's something there. It can have
1: very good and bad results. Yeah, you of know, course. No, absolutely.
0: No, all spent Every, plenty of time. Yes.
1: This exists. <laughs> Th- this oh. video that I'm watching on YouTube and wasting my time exists.
0: Yeah. Well, but here's the <laughs> more frightening that. part. There was somebody. This is. You're right. This <laughs> is the the bad side of this coin because there was somebody out there that made that video and went, "That's really good. <laughs> I should post this. I really so want to share so, that." So here's yeah. a question
4: for you guys. You guys have been. You were in, like you were in production prior to um, starting YouTube, Certainly. whereas with us youtube you can kind of watch it as like a blossoming of like the video seed in us and like <laughs> Certainly. our progression, but like do you guys have any content on your channel that you 're not proud of like that you did ten years ago or whatever and you 're like we would not have produced something like that now.
1: Somebody asked this question on Facebook last week, I think okay. and just okay. uh, same kind of question, but along the lines of if you went back, what would you change? Mm -hmm. It was along those kind of lines. And, you know, there's a lot we would like to change. As a matter of fact, Todd tells me all the time when he's cutting films and he'll say, oh, can I just, I just want to make a new master because I'd like to change. I said, Todd, nobody's going to see that. Your critical eye is kicking in in a big way and I'm sure it happens to you too. But if we were to go back and, and be at the place we are now, I mean, we constantly are critical of ourselves, I'm sure, as you are of yourselves and, wanting to constantly improve, but we wouldn't be here at that place if we hadn't stumbled and stuttered and, you know, yeah, tried perfect. that. I mean when Todd and I were starting out, we we took cameras out. GoPros didn't exist at the time. Yes. Nor did DSLRs. At the price Suddenly level. They seem very, very old it when we told the story. To but yes. <laughs> no,
2: I remember
3: those days. <coughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> sure you do. Your your sure parents you your parents told you about those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They were dark days. <laughs>
4: We acquired thirty-five millimeter film, and yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember the days when we used drugs, DVDs. Drugs. Back, back, way back then. <laughs> no.
1: well,
0: but no. You bring up an interesting point. I mean, that,
1: you know, that's... what I'm saying where I'm going with all this. It was just mm-hmm. we we tried it, and we yeah. didn't know if it was going to be a success. No, that was the we thing. we knew what we were going to try, but you know, are the seeds there? And I think you, both you and I were willing to not go for you know go further with things if uh, if we just thought well that didn't really yeah. look good because. What's the point?
0: Yeah. Why are we on camera? Yeah. <laughs> why are we and there are some of you out there going, yeah, why did you decide that <laughs> was okay? But, exactly. but the thing is, though, the, there, I was proud of the stuff we did at the time we did it. But, of course, I look back on it now and, and kind of shudder. But the one thing that I would say I wish we'd done from day one was our ratings. because mm-hmm. I, I, And I'm very guilty of this. And, and uh, those of you listening that have ever watched me and my wife would even chime in and go, yes, that's true. My emotional swing is narrow. And when I'm really angry about something or really happy about something, that's like three steps on a scale of most people who have ten. So the problem is, when I start ranting about a car, I could be really happy about it or really angry about it, and you're not entirely sure. So what's... People like it when you rant, though. Yes, my rants sometimes are, are they exciting. They like it. But, but here's the thing that I discovered, though. Like, we did a early, really early BMW 3 Series piece. And by and large, you and I liked the car. That's right. That's but right. our commentary in the comments people thought we hated it. Conversely, Mm -hmm. there was some stuff that I said about the Mazda Speed Miata that we first drove. where I really liked the car. You weren't a fan, but I really liked the car. Mm -hmm. But people's takeaway is that I didn't like the car. What I find is interesting about our ratings is that it ends up being like the headline to leave you with. Because you and I spend so much time talking about both good and bad on a car, and we've Mm -hmm. talked about this before. Mm -hmm. The problem with giving critiques about a car, or honestly, a screenplay, or whatever you did that was a creative thing... Um, I've seen this like crazy. If you if you give somebody ten positives and two negatives, the negatives will hit harder. That's I know that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. I know yeah. that as as a, as a creator, when somebody gives me critique, mm-hmm. it's so hard yeah. to go. Okay, wait, wait, hang on. There were ten positive things said. Why am I not noticing those? I mean, it's kind of right. a human nature thing. Right. But what we've noticed that so much when an audience watches a piece, the critiques hit so hard that without those ratings on the end, a lot of times people walk away with the wrong impression of how we overall felt about a car. And the first six or eight pieces we did did not have ratings. And it would, that was the real lesson, was to go, okay, if we're going to do this, we've got to be able to leave people with a headline that they go, <clears throat> oh, that was the conclusion. Uh, that's something I would have changed. Right. But that was the learning curve of it as well.
1: Right. I think uh, another big thing for me was Todd and I knew what we wanted to do. We spent time... Figuring out what the show would be and what the show wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I think fair, you, fair. you both of you are past that point as well. I think you've figured out what are you and what you are not. And, you know, as we would grow the show from 07, you know, and starting out, everybody we'd talk to about and cars or whatever, everybody has some sort of idea and they'd say, you know what you should do is classic cars or mm-hmm. builds or tuned or this, but it was the thing they're interested in. Yeah. And we had to ask ourselves, what are we interested in? What do sure, we think will sure. be the most appealing? Yeah. So therefore that relates to questions about tuning and things like mm-hmm. that. No, we haven't actually allowed ourselves really to get deep into the tuning scene. Even though we could, there's a lot of stuff on that. But you know, we, we really, that was something we did do well. And we, we figured that out initially and we said, what do we want this show to be? If we're going to yeah. go ahead with this... Who are we appealing to? What do we want to shoot? How will it be shot? Quality, of course, is the big discussion there. And then, what are we not? You know, are we doing pickup trucks? There's plenty of mm-hmm, information mm-hmm. out there, but we're enthusiast drivers, so let's focus on this. And and that was something that we. You we raised a good on. point. Like when we
4: were uh, filming with uh, Jason from Engineering Explained, he mm-hmm. he said, um, when you're doing like YouTube, you have to pick something that you're passionate in. Because you're gonna do a lot of it, and if you're not yeah. passionate in it, you're gonna get burned out very quickly. Mm. You know, because you're so yeah. like with you guys. You know, you you know very much what you're into. You're into enthusiast cars, not really tuned cars, and you're good at it. You know, and, yeah. you're, like you're good at producing that content. And like yeah. we're into cinematography and cars. So yeah. like, I mean, know. I'd
2: say we're into like tuned cars. I think
4: yeah. I think we we like typically modified cars a little yeah. bit more. I mean, uh, to well, an extent, to obviously, build. but yeah, yeah. We did one too. <laughs> to a lesser <laughs> extent, but yeah, like. We, we both drive tuner cars or whatever. Right. And, you
1: mm-hmm. know, sure. We're both young guys. We're into imports, so.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I, it occurred to me, watching your videos, I, uh, I thought, all right, with the advent of autonomy upon us, we talk about that a lot, Todd and I do, and electric cars.
2: Oh, here I know what you're going to ask. <laughs>
1: You understand where I'm going. I do, and, and I, okay. So, do you consider yourselves in an old school, even though you guys are young? But are you an old school approach to things, or are you going to be open to, hey, this new electric thing? Why is this on gears and gasoline? So,
2: yeah, sure. I would say, I would say, yes, we're called business? we're called Gears and Gasoline, uh, and part of that was because we also do motorcycles, so okay. we wanted to allow that, you know, to kind of fit in there as well. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. But in the same way that if you ever watched regular car reviews he will do irregular cars. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's okay. Uh, or a Subaru WRX fan. He has a, a Mustang, you know? Um, and so- and, and you guys will do a Countach, which is not an everyday driver. Not an everyday, drive, everyday right? car. yeah. <laughs> absolutely, right? we, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a, I, I'm a fan of electric. Uh, I, I say bring it on. Um, I think it's great. I think it can help, you know, the torque band and everything. If it improves <laughs> the driving experience, <laughs> Go for it. Then, you know, absolutely.
3: Let's
1: yeah. find out. Right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that when we're going through positives of electric cars, <laughs> you see the, the torque band <laughs> as the, the positive. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Surely there's some oil in there. Petrochemicals were used to make the car.
2: I mean there's probably gears in like the door locks.
1: Sure. <laughs> deep down in the yeah. solenoid somewhere. Frighting. Of course, of course. Well, we've got a car debate to do. Uh, to share, and Darren, you didn't know that you were going to get all four of us on this debate, but, but uh, only two of those opinions will be valuable. So.
0: <laughs> no, not but you can true. roll the dice as to who those two are. It's
4: going to be interesting. True. Yeah. I'm not that narcissistic.
1: <laughs> well, Darren is uh, writing in. He has written to us before, and he admits it was sort of a hypothetical situation, but it really has come time for him to buy a car. So, Darren is now in Vancouver. He's been living in Dubai. For a year and a half, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the past 1.5 years, and he had an E92 M3, so he that was there. He and loved. Car. Aren't the Dubai airports full of exotic cars? That <laughs> well, there was that time period where that happened. you just go shopping and go get you yourself and you know a one or but, whatever? But there was that
0: one Ferrari F forty, or maybe it was an Enzo with dust on it. I <sighs> okay. swear that that picture by itself became to stand for this is what cars in Dubai are, and it was one photo. But there was that time period. <laughs> There's gotta when, be gobs of them. You just shop for new cars. But there cars was that and... time period when like investors, when they were throwing up buildings in mm-hmm. a day and a half, when investors were all they were having their uh, <laughs> the margin call. And yeah. so people were going to airports and going, get on a plane! And yeah, left just cars but he's now, though, in it and they're out. But now, though, everything you can imagine car-wise is in Dubai. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the thing I keep hearing is not only is everything there, but a lot of the stuff we would talk about on this channel is kind of cheap. I mean, you can find, look, here's a guy oh. who has, I have a Bugatti and an F1 Don't and a Shiro. Don't we need Chirot. to go find out? But yeah, yeah, we need to take Saying a little... Saying the,
1: the very thing that I hate about every auto journalist, we're here to find out. Well, of course you are. Just go enjoy it.
0: <laughs> oh, we've bumped into one of your rants oh now. Oh yeah, uh-huh.
1: It's always, well, we're comparing these two cars and we're here to find out. Yeah. Well, of course, that's what everybody watching is here to find out. That's why find I clicked out. the video, yeah. I know that, so <laughs> stop it.
0: Yes, okay, it's, but. It's their thesis uh, statement. But he, it is. No, There you go. But, but
2: so he was. We'll end it the same way. And we found out. That, they, they, found that, would, out, that so. would be
0: better. At least I would respect that. At least you come full circle. Yeah. Yes. But, but he, had this, he had this M3 when he was over there and he loved it and he sold it before he left and now he's back in Vancouver and he only has about $30,000 Canadian to work with and he's really wanting to find his next fun car and he's mm-hmm. kind of feeling like he can't afford what he wants that his money went further in Dubai. That's kind of the struggle here. So he's come to us mm-hmm. with I mean he's he actually said if I'm fully honest about this email, he said $25,000 Canadian. And then he went, "Okay, Paul, <laughs> I'll give you 30." So he gave Paul 30. So let's be honest, we'll I use 30. It. He would really like to have an E92 again, but in Canada those are running 35 to 40 grand. So we're talking about where does he get that feel? Mm-hmm. He loved having, mm-hmm. uh, he would love to have a different engine size. Obviously, he had a V8 in that thing. He loved to have a different engine experience. He wants manual transmission. So this is where we start. Mm-hmm. And all four of us should chime in on this. This will be interesting. I agree. To talk about it. I mean, he, he feels like the obvious options, uh, Darren said, are the, uh, the STI or the BRZ. I do think those are candidates here. I'm guessing with that money, you're probably buying a used STI.
3: Yeah, could be. In my suspicion. Uh, and then um,
0: probably new on the FRS BRZ. I mean, those are good options. But I think coming out of that E92, I think you're going to be at a loss for power. As much as I, as an owner, love my car, you run from that E92 V8 and you wind up in an FRS. You're going to be like, "Where's my power?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to have that conversation. It's like
1: three FRSs. Where's the power?
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah,
1: we'll we'll give you some options here, um, Darren. But I do want to hear from Ben and Ben. Because, uh, as Darren says in his email, Vancouver is a hub for JDM imports, so lots of '90s, early 2000s cars. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing we could go back to RX7s. I mean, that could be kind of interesting as well. Yeah, I, but he's got uh, a little more money than than those even require. But yeah, keep well, yeah. I mean, uh, I like the fact that he mentioned the 300ZX. I saw a pristine 300ZX somewhere. It was uh, I was doing one of the car searches, and I came across a black one that was unmolested and it was pristine, and I thought. You buy this car? Yeah, I was I was on a rabbit hole rabbit hole of the internet last
0: week. I was yes, you
1: have. This. By the way, everybody, Todd is wearing his "Ask Me About Cheap Phaeton shirt. I am, yes. So of course it, he's now wearing in. it. It looks
0: kind of cool. I'm it kind does, of glad so about. So find it. that but, on yeah. on the store. But uh, but no, I actually was on a terrible rabbit hole of of looking up cars <laughs> on the internet. I actually I actually. It, my, my way to stop myself, honestly, was I sent Paul a text. It was like yeah. I had to have a confession moment. I sent Paul a text he like did. for the last hour I had looked up all of the following cars and something about sending that text. I was like, now I really have to close the browser. But I did wind up for a while looking at three hundred ZXS, which of course I owned, and looking up what twin turbos that are nice are now, and just going, I won't. What am I doing? Stop! Yeah. But we do have a lot of. I mean, he's even talking about, and I, and I think these are real options for you, Darren. He's even talking about uh, the GTRs. We don't get here. <laughs> the 32 yeah. 33 34 yeah. those are options in Canada and if you're interested in the JDM thing i mean come on why not why not shoot for the top i mean i think those are really good options here um, mm-hmm. you know we had matt fair on the podcast not that long ago he's driven all of them and his demeanor was kind of the best one is the one you can get but yeah they are technology wise i mean the newer they get the better they get is our understanding obviously we can't say we've driven them because they aren't here, but they're in Canada. So I'm going to live. Canada, but he I'm did say, through on it. You know
1: that those cars really are. You know what everybody says they are. They are mm-hmm. truly a dramatic driving difference. Yep. And yep. you know we certainly look forward to driving something different, Justin, if you're
0: listening. <coughs> yes, uh, our friend Justin, <laughs> who now has Matt's old one. Yeah, yeah that's a Matt's good one.
1: So Justin <laughs> yeah, yeah. was the uh, private owner who lent us his Boss 302 and the GT350 when he had it. Yeah generous guy and uh yeah bought mats so well, we still think of you Justin.
4: <laughs> We're lucky lo- enough to live right next to uh, a JDM importer. Oh, Actually good. multiple JDM importers okay, but uh, sure. our, okay. buddy, right. our buddy Chris at Driver Motorsports uh in like literally ten minutes from Ben's house. Ooh. Uh he imports <laughs> multiple multiple R thirty two GTRs a week. Oh, you know wow. um wow. Yeah, so we've driven uh R thirty twos before and they're fun cars. Um, I think if you want to get like a, a, a JDM like tuner car, like and because ha- g- I feel like the E92 is definitely a car with an engine experience. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like a Agreed. big. There's a big personality f- to that engine. The, the, sure. There's personality well, to that engine
2: too. I mean, that is a wonderful sounding
4: engine. Which electric cars are? There <laughs> <gonna laughs> <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> like uh, the FRS is a great car. We have to drive so one. Like. <laughs> You're all about the noise. Hey, Let's be electric honest. can
2: sound cool too. Okay, but think about
4: how how important the noise is. Like, I yeah, like, it is. Yeah. I think that's honestly like the main thing that people don't like about electric cars, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, well, so Darren is saying here he doesn't necessarily want this, but he's just kind of thinking, should I go Japanese? Both of you guys are. You know, Japanese tuners. You're both Japanese. No, you're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you're doing a build, even though it's an American car technically. But he's, he's doing. He has a new it's build. A Mazda. Yeah. I do. I
2: have another build. Yeah. Okay, um But no. Yeah. The the Escort is actually a Mazda. It's a Mazda BG chassis. Right. Uh, and then the engine came from Europe. So, I mean, it's just a... a the car was actually assembled in Mexico. It's a world car. So, yeah, it's been everywhere. Sure. Um, but we are, we are definitely an emphasis <laughs> on JDM cars um, okay. imports. Okay. Um, I mean, we like Euro cars and everything, too. Um, but uh, the tuner car kind of thing is ours. And, I mean, to, to hear, um, you know, Darren's story about being in Vancouver now, mm-hmm. you know, moving from a warm climate to a cold climate, I immediately think Subaru. Because sure. I, sure. I'm a Subaru fanboy at heart, uh, sure. and that's just that's always me. Uh, but the, but he does talk about the uh, he doesn't get much snow there, so he doesn't really need that, um, and, and he doesn't need to haul things around, so he doesn't need space. Uh, I'm also a big proponent of practical cars that are also fun. Um, sure. But sure. so that kind of opens up the realm of you can make some compromises and have a very sporty slash sports car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay. when I think about JDM, I think they can have cars that are 15 years old. While as in the U.S., they have to be 25. Uh, So that opens the door up for a lot of different things. Uh, And I immediately go to RX-7s because I love Mm -hmm. FDRX-7s. And he can get the newer ones, which are a little bit nicer. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, not by a large margin, but they are nicer. Um, So I would say that now the rotary engine is not the most reliable engine. Um, I mean, we
1: discussed this endlessly.
2: Yeah. Endlessly. So,
4: I pray could, that Ben is not going where you could. Goes. You Uh-oh. could
2: LS swap one.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, however... Talk about going down a rabbit trail. All right, look out. Okay, keep going. You
2: could... I mean, I would be a large proponent of that. I think that would be uh, a really good this option. This
4: is the most convoluted car suggestion I've ever How, heard. <laughs> however... <laughs> Hang on, Derek. Well, it gets better. No, I say it's, this, it's all good. Yeah.
2: I say this because I had been looking at an LS FDR7 uh, you know, as my next car. Um, I eventually didn't get that one, but... Um, I would say 370Z or uh, Z4M, Z4M Coupe. um, uh, You know, six cylinders, different yep. than, you know, the yep. V8. Both have great sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, like, falling within that price range. Pretty nice, you know, amenities-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm with you. I'm still struggling to, uh, you know, I think back, you know, if I had been in this position at age 26 and, you know, what was I really into? I had a Honda Accord at the time, but uh, then had the Porsche 928 soon thereafter. Well, the so Honda
2: Accord was on nitrous running, you know. It was, it was. Precision 67, 67, With yeah.
1: a wing bolted just to the sheet metal so it <laughs> yeah. wiggled, it doesn't go yeah. to the frame. But it's... you got a great deal on it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, I keep coming back to Darren's love for BMWs, and I almost think that if he went something different while we preach that, and we're, you know, I'm saying there's argument to be made that he should be open to it, especially given the scene that's in Vancouver, I keep coming back to your point that it's hard to go from what he had in Dubai, mm-hmm. that beautiful V8, and then go to something that is that makes power totally different. Will that satisfy him? Will it be like, well, I had a toe in that pool, and then I didn't really like the high-strung turbo but thing. I, but I think if he so winds up
0: with a car that he really I, I likes... I liked your
1: BMW suggestion. I'm trying no, to I think... No,
0: ah, I think both of those are good, bets. But I think if, him if he winds there. up in a car that he really likes, again, I think it's a win. I think, because well, he's, even, he's even almost saying, look, I like motorcycles, I get a motorcycle cheap, should I just get one of those? I, I feel like <laughs> what he's really wanting is a car that he can really love and enjoy, mm-hmm. and the thing we don't know here from Darren is how he's going to use this, because if, if Darren had said, hey, I'm going to track this like crazy, then I think an FRS BRZ becomes an option, because it's a great chassis to chuck True. around, True. but I don't know that he's going to do that. But I have to say the thing that I can't believe you haven't brought up, Paul, Okay. But I have to answer two things at once. Okay. First off, Darren, you said, what about an E46? I'm going to say to, say to you, uh, subframe issues. But E46s <laughs> are great. Honestly, E46s are great. We drove yeah, one an Icon. Yeah. They're awesome, awesome cars. That inline six is the hero of inline sixes. It's just, if you want to experience an Z4M. inline six, it's great. Yes, Z4Ms. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's another way to get that. I like the Z4M that Ben is recommending better, because the problem with the E46 is it probably needs something done to it and that will probably not be cheap. Yeah. So you may blow your budget getting a nice one and then have a problem. That's one thing I want to avoid. But I will say, before Paul says it, Porsche Cayman.
1: Well, at this price point, are we looking at 06, 07s? We are. We're looking at first gen Porsche Caymans. 987s at a high mileage, and okay, possibly a really well-kept one. I've seen them with 115,000 miles, cherry, pristine, one owner, blah. If you can find that... I like it,
0: but, I, but see, this is the reason I bring up both those cars in contrast, because I think if you were to spend the same money on a used E46 or a used Cayman, my suspicion is the Cayman will cost you less to run. That's my suspicion. Mm. I think the mm. E46 is going to surprise you with stuff, and the Cayman won't. <laughs> surprise! It's another bill. Yeah. I think the <laughs> Cayman is less likely, and it gives him a totally different experience. We're now talking flat six mid-engine that's a totally it's a totally experience. different experience of where he was that's why my brain goes there and i can't believe you didn't beat me to it but i'm going to go there anyway i, I, I mean like you it. could always
2: lease like one if, if, if you want to just experience you know a different car for a certain period of time maybe you know i don't know what your financial situation looks like but if you're expecting it to be different you know in the future and you want to play around with different cars i mean you can lease more expensive cars for cheaper you know monthly costs now granted you don't get
1: anything in the end mm-hmm. you got to give true. it up true true right but
0: so, we have to hear from the other Ben who's chomping we at the do. bit over here. I, I am. I'm very excited okay, to Okay,
1: so 30,000 Canadian at the at the exchange rate as of this podcast. So, that's 22,917. So, let's call it 23,000 US. Okay? Okay. So, that's where we're at. But That's the first
4: gen came in?
3: First gen. At that point, first gen, were they... 07 is the one I had. That Guess was where he's
4: going? First Three, first letters, are Three yeah. letters are coming. Three letters are coming.
1: I Is it IMS?
4: Yes, or IMS issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so, it's a
0: possibility. It's a yeah. genuine possibility. Well, Those IMS are the cars that are Never been in
1: associated that... with high mileage. It's been associated with tracking a car and or cars that it's sat. Specifically in the manual, they say if you put race tires on this car, your warranty is void. Yeah. Because suddenly you're introducing higher G forces in cornering, yeah. the oil mm-hmm. starvation to one side of the engine or another. But you're still
3: rolling and the cars dice. That sit. I mean, that's you tough are. to know. You never you really are. know. But it, cars it, it that is. have
1: been driven, I'm I'm less worrisome about. To be honest, the, it's never been We've respect.
0: talked about this back and forth on the podcast. I mean, the thing about the IMS, and we joked about it, is according to the internet, all of those cars are just about to explode at any time. <laughs> That's uh, why there's so many for sale, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Of course. And, yeah, I'm just get, using logic. Get that out of, Honey, get that out of the garage. It's going to blow up. It's going to blow yeah, up. Yeah, there is that problem. Right. But the thing is, it's based on everything we've heard and from mechanics and otherwise, it's roughly 10% of cars, now, as you're saying, Ben. Or ben. Uh, the, there, there is, it does exist. There is a dice roll, but there is a fix, too. So I would also calculate that into your possible cost here, Darren. If you wanted to go that route and you want to give yourself the peace of mind, roughly mm-hmm. a couple thousand dollars, you can get it fixed. Uh, we actually have, have heard from people on the podcast that have done it themselves as well, which is interesting. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that I recommend that, but you, hey, if you're bold and you want to do it, feel yeah, free. Yeah, but if you have the clutch out and you already can be at the flywheel, it's a while you're in there kind of fix. I have never in my life had, the, had been able to say the sentence, well, you know, I've got the clutch out. You know, it's <laughs> just, ben it's on the drive. Gr- <laughs> ben has, yes. He's, but, got, he's probably had multiple. F- fine, fine, oh, but this is not, this is not <laughs> no, my I gift. No, I don't. My point is this is not my gift. I've never been, well, you know, while well, I've been there, that has never happened with me in a car.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the ZX two is notorious for a well, I guess infamous for a, a terrible transmission. I've gone through five,
1: five. So it's so to the point almost where, like yes, a quick release it's, transmission.
2: While I'm in there, it is. It right. is. Uh, I I think I did it in forty seven minutes. Well, I can
4: pull the transmission. You're out. your own pit crew. That's <laughs> yeah.
0: amazing. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal. It's pretty Sorry, Ben. You you were going besides IMS. You were going to make recommendations. <laughs> oh
4: yeah. Well, I like the. I actually like. I'm surprised. I liked Ben's uh, suggestions of the. Mm, wow. well, contrasting. The, well you said 370 and that's like almost saying like 350 which is one of my favorite cars ever so mm-hmm. but yeah i think 370 is a better choice than a 350 b the 350 is cheaper the 370 would be nicer compared like to if you're using it's a better refinement yeah. For sure. I, yeah i think i feel like darren kind of like dug himself into like a really good hole to be in which is you a good hole to be in um which is that you he started with like the very best like he started with like he one did. of the best performance enthusiast yeah. cars that you can have so then, going from that to something else, it like you kind of might have to accept a step down. <laughs> Not
0: even a lateral move anymore. Yeah, obviously. right. Yeah. But he's created expectations for himself. Ex- exactly.
4: For sure. yeah. yeah. Like he needs refinement. He had one of the best engines ever. He had one of the most fun chassis ever. He had one of the best sounding cars ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. But yeah, M M Coupe I think would be a good op- option. 370. He's in a situation that I'm kind of familiar with because I have a bike that I use to get around with sometimes.
3: Okay. Sure. Um, All right. Motorcycle, that is, just yeah, Right, yeah.
4: Um, <laughs> so, I think, from personal experience, he should get an Evo. Because he's only driving... It's in his price... It's notice, in his price notice price.
0: you didn't say Porsche. I didn't say Evo. We're, yeah. d- we're, we're passing <laughs> the buck here. I, I actually kind of counted on Ben to come up with an Evo. I didn't bring True, it up on Truly, we're going. the younger generation yeah. of you
4: guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs>
0: it's frightening, yeah. Because
4: <laughs> um, they're just better than WRXs. Oh, here it is. Wow, I was waiting uh, for that. Uh, but, do you know
1: how uh, much... much? comments this, and how many this, comments and on, email hate mail you're Can gonna we, get people can't
0: see the room but here's the fascinating <laughs> thing we have half the room one ben and i that like the evo better than the sti and the other two of you are more prone to go sti Yay! that's All true right. yeah, that's and awesome. you're the editors so, and okay. oh no wait a minute they're gonna edit that out aren't they? they're you're gonna,
4: gonna edit that you go. well you guys you guys could edit if you if you if you do it um <laughs> no
1: they're
0: smart enough to, to avoid it and then they go i don't it's know how true. to edit
4: yeah right. it's true well now ben ben does i do um uh, but um, it's in his price point, uh, if because like I said, he's gonna have to kind of accept like a step down in some area. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. It's still a phenomenal chassis. Like it is a great handling car. It will have all-wheel drive, which he didn't used to have. Which gen are you talking here? Um, well, he can get any of them, but I uh-huh. feel like if he wants to stay anywhere near the ballpark of refinement to an E ninety, like the ten.
0: Is the closest you come He's with probably, the Evo. Needs, probably needs a ten m r in fact I would say yeah well the s s
4: l the sun sun sound and leather package or whatever sure, it is for sure, sure. If, if you if you like needs that yeah. refinement yeah um I have a nine i I love it the eights are just like the nines they just don't have variable valve timing, they have different bumpers um so I think eight eight or nine if you want something really raw and cheaper, and then mm-hmm. ten mm-hmm. if you want something slightly more refined um, but if you're only driving five to six miles a day I see
2: where you're going with this
4: great. <laughs> You, and then I daily my Evo, which I hate. It's not a good car to daily, but he doesn't... Sounds like he can take the bike sometimes.
2: SDIs are great for dailies. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, SDIs, they SDIs are. Is great yes, for blending
4: are. in with everyone else who has a Subaru. Because, like, we're in
1: Utah. <laughs> all of Utah. Seen, yeah. All of Maine. <laughs> right. All, all of Idaho. Like, Idaho. They're su- yeah.
4: Like, Subarus are yeah. super popular, and there's a great reason. But if yeah. you want to stand out at all... Mm-hmm. Like, they, it,
1: they don't I agree with they that. don't register, I don't think. Evos are kind of rare wherever you go.
4: I agree with so, that, yeah.
0: yeah. that's good.
1: I've got a random suggestion for the group, Uh-oh. and it's a consideration for Darren.
0: If Darren comes out with an actual car from this, it might be a miracle. We yeah, it, could be. Yeah, it could be. Well, no, we'll have suggested it because we've suggested everything. <laughs> well, exactly.
2: Ben, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the point that you, you, know, you can get an Evo 8 or an Evo 9 for you know, cheaper than you've got budgeted here. Um, you can get a nice one for twenty. Uh, and then, for what you've got left over, invest that into the motorcycle. I mean, oh, he likes yeah.
1: motorcycles. That, that is another... Yeah. I see Get these guys follow, nice follow our financial advice model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they subscribe no, to spend that. Spend it all. Spend it all. <laughs> Do you have the money? Spend it. Do spend you not it? have the money? Still spend it. Yes. <laughs> right. There are loans right. for that. No, is, I don't endorse that. No, I was going to mention an EcoBoost Mustang because there's a tuning scene there. And I know there's a lot of folks out there that are you know, starting to tune that engine I like that engine. I was staying in the front-engine, rear-drive realm that he came from in, the, in that 08 M3. And that's kind of where I'm, my headspace is at. The and prop. I thought, FRS, maybe, but too little of everything. It's a step backwards for him. No offense.
0: Right, I take your point. I see, no, I see how you get there. And, sure. you know,
1: we can get into tuning out of class discussions at that can, point yeah. that we've talked about endlessly lately. Would, but what about an EcoBoost Mustang?
2: I would say you're going to have uh, a drastic decrease in... Audio performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going you're from a great all about sounding the audio. Engine. Well, but, no, but he,
0: he, no, but he hitting, does make a strong point. But though. you're hitting yeah. on something interesting, though, because here's the thing: I actually wonder if you go Mustang, if for this kind of money, then go used V8. Because look, Could. Tom, Could. for example, just posted that piece where you know Tom <laughs> he, can't yes. just. I think he still can't get over himself. Yes, how much he, he liked jumped that, out of his GT. skin. But driving this car, what we're talking about in the in the E92 is a, a V8 with personality. You wind up in yeah. a car that yeah. has a V8 with personality as an option, but you got the four-cylinder, I think you're always going to feel like you fell a little short. So I okay. actually think your Mustang okay. suggestion is interesting, because you get them in... Look, the American V8s don't sound like the European V8s. They don't. No, they don't. And they, they have don't. a different personality. Fair so much. winding up in, in that Mustang might be interesting because of the shift. Now, honestly, I don't think that the interior might be, what is this thing? But... <laughs> well... The,
3: what, what the is this V8 thing? There. Talk about Evo, you
0: know, tens.
3: What yeah, is this welfare.
1: interior? Well,
0: if you're going to go
2: there, if you're going to go V8 Mustang, I'm going to go right back to LS RX-7. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but okay. you didn't have to do a motor swap. Yeah. And it it if you, comes yeah, like that yeah, from the factory. The, the Mustang does have and air conditioning. Build it that yeah, way and in Detroit.
2: You can get AC in <laughs> RX-7. You can
4: find somebody to work on your Mustang. Yeah, that's funny.
1: <laughs> LS motors are and, very reliable. And if you
4: want to yeah. talk about oh, interior, if you want to talk about interior, the...
2: The RX-7 no. doesn't
4: need to have a good interior. Well, okay, but what does Darren need? Like, that's like... Right. And Evo doesn't have to have a nice interior either. In fact, mm-hmm. it, it can't. But, like, it's, <laughs> it's you know... Yeah. And, you
1: know, being the fact that he's in Vancouver, I don't look at all-wheel drive as a necessity in the Pacific Northwest. It does get cold. It snows occasionally. it does. But, but it's It's, not it's like, rain. Yeah. And you're not so dealing with it like we do here in you're Utah. You really not you yeah, yeah, really yeah, not. And
0: he even brings it up. That's a good point.
1: So that's why I was sticking with that formula that he comes out of, And personality, Mm -hmm. I don't want it to sound like a, you know, oh, gosh, he had another Mustang. But for something with personality, Darren, watch Tom's enthusiastic response to this car, Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. cannot deny that the Mustang does have a personality of all of its own. Certainly. So that's where I was coming from in in terms of, you know, let's, because everything else we're talking about, not that they're bad, they're great suggestions, but it does require a headset, you know, a head shift for him. Yeah. And maybe he embraces that. Maybe it's mm, you know what, mm-hmm. I've had it. I'm done with that recipe for now. I'm trying something different. Uh, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, Darren. What do you yeah, think?
4: Yeah, I, w- I would like to know more information from Darren about like how like how close he wants to stay to 1992. '92. Yeah. Sure, I didn't know right. if
2: he said
1: that. I mean, he's missing it clearly, yeah. right?
2: And which makes me think. If you if you miss the car, you know why don't you get back into something well, you as can close as f- you can? Right, right. But the yeah. Z four M I think is the closest. You I I get. think that's a great suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do. A, big yeah.
1: block Chevy in an RX seven. I mean, that's super we'll see close. if you want to totally go different. Eluses <laughs> aren't big block. <laughs> okay, they're not but a big block, like but still. <laughs> All right. Well, we Darren, should, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. We've we've kind of been uh, round and round, and there's some. If great he finds something in guys, that, more
0: power to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of, of genius. For different cars. For exactly. Sure. Yeah, this exactly is good. right. This is good. But, we should uh, probably move on to questions, of which there are quite a few, actually. You guys responded really well to uh, these guys being on, and uh, have asked some cool questions of Ben and Ben. Uh, so I want to get into some of those. looks like most of them are on Facebook. I'm looking through Instagram right now as well, and there's a couple on there. Did you notice any, Paul, you want to jump in on?
1: Yeah, there's a lot for the guys here, and uh, <laughs> even, uh, even stuff for us, which is hilarious, because Chad asks us, is it just me, or do you guys always try to help somebody by suggesting C5 Corvettes, BMW 1Ms, or Mazda 6s. Well, Chad, we were completely oh, away from the that Maz,
0: tonight. The Mazda 6, by the way, hasn't been brought up in a while. I do want to know that it hasn't. That for us. it hasn't. But and, yeah. well, uh, is, is that the most recent generation of Mazda 6 that you're recommending? Or I don't know that I've
1: ever recommended a Mazda 6. Yeah, but that's a side note. Not Mazda 3 is a
0: lot. Mazda, Mazda 3, 3 is is keep certainly going, a lot. Keep going.
1: Well, this is my complaints about... Uh, oh, yeah, we've got to bring that up as well. <laughs> this is why I'm saying, you know, why we, we have Tom driving a lot of the stuff that we don't get here in North America. But uh, I... You know, I want more choice. I really do, because it does seem like, you know, at certain price points, that you're kind of limited. So we're trying to be creative, but if we're going to be really creative, you've got to go back in time a long ways, which begets the question about maintenance and upkeep. But, so what's your appetite for but that? But Chad's kind of bumped
0: type? into. If we're talking book. early 2000s, the mm-hmm. 90s, the 300 ZX. Yeah, it's pristine now, but. All right. I know Chad's kind of kidding, but Chad has bumped into a a worthwhile question about the podcast, and we've talked about Mm -hmm. it before. Yeah. And that is, look, good cars are good cars. They're going to keep coming up in recommendation. Of course. We're not going to bring up these cars because we feel like, well, I have to push that car. It's because, look, if that's one of the best cars in the class, look, I'll mention it. The FRS and the Cayman. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we have endlessly. talked
0: them up one side and yeah. down the other, and almost to the point that we're sick of hearing them, except for the fact that each time one of us gets in either of those cars, which we own, we go, this is a really good car. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If, that means if, you guys
2: have the right car. Yeah. If, if a car yeah. is a
0: good car, it's going to keep coming up. I'll give you an out-of-normal recommendation discussion. Hasn't it been since the start of Car & Driver's 10 best list that the Honda Accord's been on it like every year?
1: Well, There's two conclusions there. There's two conclusions how much there. money
0: can they spend it, on advertising it, in the it's magazine? Either either Honda has paid off Car mm. and Driver yeah. is is one option, that's or the option. possibility that the Honda Accord is actually a pretty good car in that class. Which, so this is what hap- this is the yeah. downside, if you will, to the podcast, which we obviously love doing. But there are going to be recurring recommendations. Well, if you've listened for a while, there are recurring recommendations because those are good cars in these classes. And we every now and then get into a w- real rabbit trail of something that is just off in the weeds that we don't mm-hmm. normally bring up. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll give you one that gets overlooked a lot: the Mini Cooper. It does. Mini Cooper's fun. It's a good car. It's and enjoyable to drive. 80s. But yeah, but but the thing is, it typically gets overlooked by other things in that class that we like better. So. Invariably, I can always tell when somebody writes in, because they own a certain car, and they go, why do you never bring this up? I'm like, oh, you own one, don't you? Ah, you own one. Which is totally cool, because there's (laughs) there's plenty of cars that are like the 8 on the scale of that class. We typically end up recommending the 9s and the 10s. Right. Lexus 350, IS 350.
2: Well, there's also an aspect of different cars, even if they're not the best in their class at performance, they're the best at something else, and 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 every car is different for every person. So I mean, for you two, the FRS and the Cayman are the perfect mm-hmm. cars for you because that's what you're looking for.
0: Because yeah. I'm essentially just a child that likes an orange car. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I
2: mean, cars. I've got a thing for wagons right now. I don't know why.
0: Because you're becoming a car journalist. You're becoming and the more car you get journalist. into that, I, Exactly. I, I was is it a brown that, Mercedes? No, wagon? it's not. Legacy wagon. Super okay. Legacy wagon. All right. Well, still. <laughs> I was sitting honestly in my front room today because we were having the <laughs> weirdest weather today. Every five minutes was different. Oh my gosh. Different. And it wasn't even yeah. like it progressed in a logical fashion. It wasn't like it was snow and then rain and then sunny. No, it was just like every five minutes it decided to just jump somewhere. And, of so course, this
4: is the first day we've been in Utah, so I assume it's that way all yeah, the every, every day you huh? has lightning Welcome. storms, <laughs> massive but, but hail, but rain, I, But I actually was sleep. looking out
0: my front window, and, I, and somebody drove by in a white uh, Volvo V60 wagon. Cool. but Totally he, cool. And he hooned by two <laughs> And the thought I had, literally, I, I caught myself. I was like, how much of a car journalist am I? He drove by and I went... Why doesn't everybody have one of those? <laughs> yeah. That is the most car journalist thought I've ever had. Why doesn't everybody have a Volvo? That's right. right. Anyway, right, yeah. we'll see.
2: Going back to Darren here, 15 year mark. You could probably get yourself on an Evo wagon, right? Is that coming in that mm, that range?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's coming up there. Evo <clears throat> with
2: eat wagon, maybe.
4: No, actually, no. It's nowhere. No. It's nowhere close. Couple years. Couple years. Yeah.
0: You want a car that nobody else has, Darren. We have your car. An M5 <laughs> wagon.
3: You can get that.
1: V10, Darren. V10. All right, so Ryan Enns writes to both of you, for Ben and Ben, whose music playlist is the worst as you continue on your cross-country journey? <laughs> that That's a,
4: that a killer question. And yeah, it's probably mine. <laughs> okay. I, I enjoy really, like, I enjoy music that, like, it could be really objectionable if you don't like it. Like, I love rap music. Uh, I love metal. Um, so All right. Hey, I, I
1: was a bass yeah. head in high school, so, yeah. you know, so. old school. There's yeah, of, as
2: the road trip goes on it's like we go from like regular music like okay cool yeah this is great into to like wait a minute how do we like, get on this if, <laughs>
4: if ben has control of the playlist then it's just like super unobjectionable you know like there's these, usually no words yeah it's usually you know just it, like, and, and then i get it and it's like yeah. avenge sevenfold and like run the jewels and just like yeah it's, yeah. A, yeah. yeah it's like
1: then we switch over to the podcast and just listen to that
3: so there you go
1: right yeah <laughs> all right good good what else is on here
0: it's got an Instagram. Some people wrote us on here. Uh, what else? What else? Well, here's one. Cade wrote in, and he asked you guys, because Paul and I agree actually with the statement that Matt Farah made on the podcast a few weeks ago where he talked about not tuning out of class. Mm-hmm.
4: I thought that was great, by the yeah. way. Yeah. 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 yeah okay, good, well, you may have already answered the
0: question. I mean, he's essentially asking what your opinion is on tuning. Is there that breaking point where stop tuning this car and buy something else? I. So I feel like car ownership in general and just owning
4: a sports car is like a totally illogical thing. Like, why would you, why do you own an FRS? You don't own it for logical reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, well, why do you own a Cayman? It's not no. so that you can like transport things and be practical and get good gas mileage. P- mulch is my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My so it's that garden you're building. It's I know. the garden that I'm it's, building It's up the garden car, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so I guess it would be like, am I trying to build this Evo? Like I'm not, but if I, if I was trying to make an Evo, you know, to like beat, cars that are like much faster and much Mm -hmm. better like Mm -hmm. supercars or whatever am i doing it because i want to beat them or am i doing it because i love my evo and i want to have more experiences with it and i want to like make it my own personal thing if it's the second reason i think tune it however you want you can Mm -hmm. tune way out of class it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it's just whether you like it or not if you're trying to do it just because you want it to be fast you want to have a the faster car just get the faster car like
3: yeah yeah Yeah.
2: so i i feel like i can lean on this pretty heavily because i have a car that is tuned a couple classes out (laughs) and and it's easy for me to say that because it starts at like the bottom class uh the ford escort zx2 had 100 crank horsepower or Mm -hmm. 100 uh, wheel horsepower i think from the factory um And so I have put uh, over 30 grand into this thing. I mean, just an absurd amount of money. Um, And and, and that car is tuned way out of class. And Mm -hmm. and there was definitely a point where I was like, okay, this car is becoming impractical to drive around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once I turboed it, I daily drove it for about a year, and then I was like, I want a car that's nice. Because uh, the car just started rattling, and, you know, it's Starbucks and, runs
1: are no longer fun.
2: Right. A lot of chatter in the clutch. Uh, the transmissions breaking. Uh, after the fourth wow. transmission went, um, I decided wait, to Wait, wait, wait. Ben
0: just said with a straight face, after the fourth transmission. Which tells you two things. First off, four transmissions. Secondly, there's been more than that. I mean, I realize he's covered five already, but just how many people in the world could say, well, after my fourth transmission... Sorry, Ben. Go on.
2: Well, so I still have the car because it was my first car. Sure, And so I sure. will never get rid of it. So there's
0: nostalgia I, I will
2: totally continue tuning mm-hmm. it out of class mm-hmm. for as long as I can. Yes. 1,500 um,
1: horsepower. Turbo's the size of your head.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, see, the car, the car won't ever really be competitive. And I realize that. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm tuned out of class. I mean, the thing's way faster than it was, obviously. But that's more out of my own enjoyment of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I've made it into the car that I want it to be. And I'm going to continue doing that. I'm going to continue improving on that because that's just the itch that I have. That's the mod bug uh you know on steroids that car has gone way beyond what i originally thought it would be um and and i find enjoyment in that yeah and so i will do that but there's certainly a point where if you don't enjoy the car then don't continue modding it to make it faster i mean if you don't like the car because it's not fast enough you should probably look at a different car well you're
0: but you're both saying is there a i will say it say it this way is there a personal and irrational reason that this car must stay around it's
2: totally rational
0: and, no, no I'm just, you see know what I'm saying? Is it's, it's that personal thing. For you, it was your first car. Mm-hmm. It's that personal thing. I want to keep this car for this reason, mm-hmm. so it's not going anywhere, so why not play with it? Mm-hmm. That's very different than, you know, one of the, the conversations I've had with people about the FRS, for example, is when they bring up uh, cars that are faster but don't handle as well. Yeah. And 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 then they start worrying about doing a lot of canyon runs or doing a lot of track time. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay how much work are you going to have to do to car x mm-hmm. to make it handle like an frs if you just bought one now right but that's because of how are you using it if right. if, if i'm going to go drag from the lights i need to get rid of my frs yesterday yeah because there there's, <laughs> right. there's no point in spending right. money on that car to try to make it fast in a straight line mm-hmm.
4: exactly yeah i mean you could you could do like a built a built turbo engine or whatever and then you're going to have a car that's like uh, as fast as like a Macon turbo or
3: something you do to get the
0: Macon turbo yeah. and at that point yeah you just you but you do have to I mean there's a discussion we've also had before people that are riding in from places like Houston or where, whatever where all they do is either commute or drive fast in a straight line mm-hmm. don't get an FRS mm-hmm. I, get I, a caprice I, clearly yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh man stop <laughs> stop <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to car. my car but anyway That's the car but no i mean there there is there is absolutely a factor here beyond just tuning out of class into what is your usage and that matters too you've got to get a car that plays to the strengths that you need
3: yeah but yeah. there
2: is still that, that aspect of even if, if you live in texas you've got nothing but straight roads but you want to go fast in a straight road road but you have an frs and you love your frs then sure, modded out of class, it's impractical. You're probably not going to be that competitive, but you'll mm-hmm. have fun. You'll enjoy it because sure. that's what you like. That's what appearances, yeah. whatever yeah. it may be. I like LS RX sevens because I like the way RX sevens look. I realize a Corvette is yeah. essentially the same thing and cheaper, uh, but I like the way the RX sevens look. Yeah. You know, so that's I, I would sort be of like a
1: three quarter sized Corvette. It
2: is. It's like a miniature, yeah. You I know, yeah,
1: with <laughs> the same power with your LS idea. All right. So Eric and Nico asked similar questions to the both of you. And they're a bit leading, but uh, do either of you write off entire brands of cars as a whole? And Nico follows follows that up with, what's your least favorite car brand? Well, gee, those are kind of one and the same. So... Well, look, we drove not have a Kia,
2: so we don't really write off many
1: car brands.
2: Easy. Well,
0: hey. You've got the Kia, Kia, Kia fanboy right here. here. Yeah. Yeah. Did Seriously. you see my
4: Kia
1: tattoo? Just
4: kidding. <laughs> oh, he's serious. No, I'm kidding. Wait, so how, how sarcastic was that, dude?
1: <laughs> not at all. I actually have rented the Kia Soul so many times, I've fallen in love with the yeah. toaster. Here's, here's like the oddity
0: of my friend Paul. It's so weird. He has such incredibly expensive and exquisite taste. <laughs> the things in his house, the things in his life, everything is very, very nice. And this leads him to Porsche. In fact, it leads him to almost anything with Porsche branding on it, oh, by yes. the way. Cologne, oh, uh, no. clothing. I mean, he, he really He's is that Are kidding. you the one who buys How, like, the
4: Porsche like pipe set and you don't
0: even smoke or something like that? That's a good
3: idea. <laughs>
0: however, however, somehow, inexplicably, inexplicably, the Kia Soul has pierced its way into his heart. And the Kia Soul comes up. And I've been in the Soul, and it's fine. I think it's awesome. <laughs> it I think just, it's awesome. It
1: gets you going.
4: It and is now, the weirdest thing. I think everyone yeah. has that car.
1: Yeah. Was it the hamster commercials? It was the, totally the hamster commercials. They were good commercials. They, they were were good. good commercials. Yeah. They're yeah. creative. Yeah. No, I, I've rented it so many times, and it just has seemed to work in every situation. Yeah. It's nimble in traffic. Of course, the way I drive cars is the way I drive Priuses. <laughs> you never take your foot off the gas. You just modulate your speed with the brake at all times. <laughs> Same thing with the Soul, but now Kia totally redeems themselves with the Stinger GT, the 2018 concept car. As a matter of fact, that relates to a question
4: here Do from Do we Luigi. know anyone at,
0: at Kia? Can we get, just get sponsored by Kia I, and get it over with? Can we I just, mean, has just it redeemed itself, itself
4: yet?
1: <laughs> yeah. Has anyone driven the car? Is it actually good? Who like, knows? I mean, who knows? Yeah. Luigi is ask, actually asking. He said, please tell me you guys are serious. Luigi, I am serious about an Alfa Romeo-based Giulia versus... Say a fully loaded Kia Stinger GT. Mm -hmm. I'll bet they're kind of right in there. Price point, that'd
0: be a very interesting discussion. I bet you the Kia is going to be significantly larger.
1: Probably, Mm -hmm. probably. Great grand touring car. take it across country. Heck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) You guys can do that next time. Perfect. I
0: am serious about Kia. (laughs) I am serious
1: about that. (laughs) But I want to come back to the prior
0: question. Do we have any brands as a whole that we write off? Lincoln. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. (laughs) There's their tagline. Has (laughs) been for years. It has. It has. We're
1: giving them gold here. Yeah. kind of kind of Buick in the same regard like, Well, Buick's
0: huge in China. Huge. But we are not currently in yeah. China. Well, I I still I still don't understand the first ever
1: what's that little tiny SUV that Buick just came out with?
0: Uh, yeah, it's all bad. I
4: want to say enclave, but that's not right. It's not that's Envision
1: not vision or whatever it is. Yeah. The first but ever. Isn't that a
4: isn't that a Toyota or something? Isn't it? Like a... No, it's, it's a Chinese. It was a car made for the Chinese oh, market. Oh, really? The over here. and yeah. I believe built there. I believe so. Mistaken. I believe you're right. I believe you're right. Remind me not to ever. <laughs> <one>. Here's what's <laughs>
0: random about Buick in China, honestly, is that from Chinese car cultural perspective, all of the the usual suspects, including you know Lexus and uh, BMW and Mercedes, and all of those are considered old persons' cars. Hmm. So the young the young generation that has money flock to buick buick of all things because that's
4: not the so, old person so at,
0: exactly whereas here we are in the US going the only people that drive buicks are grandparents it's yeah. the exact opposite well right? and
2: they yeah, know that because, because their commercials are targeted towards that mm. they have commercials saying where is yeah. you know where is your buick oh that's a buick yeah, Wow. the regal totally the
0: regal gs yeah, yeah. was a yeah. was a cool attempt to revitalize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, know, buick. true 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 any other questions? We should probably head toward the wrapping envision, this up sometime The 2017 soon. Buick Envision. Yeah, I'm not envisioning good things there, but yeah. Here it is, built mm-hmm. in China. Yikes.
1: That's uh, a car. That's
0: a car, isn't it? <laughs> well, at least Buick
1: has the thing with the portholes, and I think Maseratis are the Italian Buick hmm. with their porthole copying, yeah. styling, degrade. And, and I'll
0: make the joke again. No American car company could have gotten away with calling their car the four-door. And yet the Italians have pulled it off with the quattroporte. It's and amazing. The Ferrari, to me.
4: the Ferrari. Yes. Well, and the, well, the,
0: least the, least new, Ferrari, the new A12 yeah. Super Fast. <laughs> yeah, that's Honestly, true. People have asked us what our thoughts are on that, and I have to say this. It almost feels like Ferrari is now naming their cars like the Japanese did 20 years ago. The super happy fun fast car. You know? The, the great day while taking family car. Le yeah, I mean it's that kind of word. Much fast. It's like it's like, it's like Ferrari is headed that direction. We have the, the Ferrari, the Ferrari, and uh, the Ferrari super fast. Who is now na- doing naming maybe they're trying it? Right. Maybe this, but you hey. know
4: the Italians when they do it, they mean it seriously. Oh, of, course, like, of no, course. No, no, no. It's the Ferrari, the Ferrari. Yeah, that's not Italian, but whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I mean, look at what America was doing. Like the Ford Probe. Mm-hmm. I mean, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, That's a, yes. how did we get away
3: with that?
0: you're Supposed, you're supposed to replace the Mustang. We got to find another name. Everything that Supposed to replace yeah. the Mustang. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Really have you,
4: have you heard about the A12 Superfast? No. It is the uh, the what is it? The
0: It's oh. the F12. Is the F12? Sup- is it super fast? Okay. It has. Well, let's what, hope so. Hoping. Almost, Let us
4: almost 800 so. horsepower. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was hoping for 1 million, but <laughs> 800 will work. Yeah. They, they say it's their fastest production Ferrari.
4: Okay. Not counting the law Ferrari So like Dodge Demon amount of power, right? uh, I'm sure they'll be very similar. (laughs) somebody's gonna have to dry erase the new Demon with another Tesla (laughs) P100D. Going back to writing off brands, like I would be like happy to write off Dodge or something, but they keep like yeah, I I kind of would be like back when it was just like the Challenger, Mm -hmm. but then recently in the past couple years they've just been they 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 keep doing enthusiast based like Mm -hmm. they like who would make a Hellcat like what company would make a Hellcat except for.
0: They they are the right. only ones doing things that are fantastically nuts. Yeah. 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 Th- their so, lineup yeah, isn't that right. interesting and yet they keep going, you know what we could do. <laughs> yeah. Which is hysterical. And
4: then they then they they uh, dropped stuff about the demon and now they're doing a Durango SRT, which I think is amazing, yeah. a 3 yeah. 3 row yeah, 470 horsepower.
1: Agreed. And for this reason, Todd and I cannot figure out why Dodge does not enter the German market. We've been wanting yeah. a Hellcat on the Autobahn mm-hmm. for A few years now, we've been dreaming of this. Dreaming of this, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think they'd they'd actually you could make it.
4: (laughs) You could, they would get a
1: Hellcat, they would call Tom, (laughs) (laughs) they would would call Tom. Exactly exactly. right, yes, they totally would. Yep, yep. And I want to touch on Jason Newman's question. Jason uh, spotted a very rare Porsche in Australia today. According to Wikipedia, only four were built a 968 Turbo RS. And he wow. even sent us a picture. I see that. Yeah.
2: I was hoping. I was. I was scared there that you go. were gonna. Oh wow! Yeah, look at that.
1: Kind of cool. Smaller. Huh? Yeah. That's
3: neat. That's like a I just, like just.
1: I couldn't finish up yeah. the podcast without.
3: Same so you had to Porsche. do random portion mentions. I That's had to. That's a shock. I had, <laughs> I had to. to Jason, thanks for sending is, that in. That was really himself cool. into a stupor right now. <laughs> really cool. Yeah.
2: I was worried you were going to say it's a, a very rare car, and it's the only car that was made in this year with this color, with this trim, and only with the sunroof. Because I've heard that so many times. My car is one of seven because of this color code
1: and interior combination. That does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
0: for playing, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, what are some other questions you had for these guys? Anything else before we wrap up? I, I, think, I think we have done uh, plenty of damage this evening. So I think we might All right, well, we're, uh, we're
1: here shooting a uh, uh, couple of cars. Todd and I are. We're shooting mm-hmm. a couple of cars. We're here shooting a couple of a couple presenters. Of and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and ben and Ben are yeah. shooting us while we're shooting cars, so everybody's shooting something apparently. <laughs> but, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and yeah. really hope you enjoy the podcast. Write to these guys. They're all the usual suspects at Gears and Gasoline. Everywhere you can find them. Yep. They're doing some awesome stuff, and uh, looking forward to seeing you again back in Utah. When uh, I mean, whenever. Are there,
0: are there any atypical places people should find you? Is it just looking? Is it mainly the YouTube channel, or is there oh. one one focus or not? Yeah, we are YouTube centric, um, okay. but if you want
4: to contact us, just email to us mm-hmm. at gearsandgasoline at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, I would say email for more like business
2: related uh, inquiries, and then we've got Facebook and Instagram for more of just like if you just want to chat about something. Perfect. Um, yep. On a road trip, and we got free time. Yeah. Can't
1: we can't go wrong. <laughs> we will. Can't go wrong by writing yeah. dear Ben, because you know it'll go to one of you, right. and will yeah. yeah. uh, be. You safe. can't go wrong if you we, remember
4: we, wrote
2: one
0: name you remember into. We, we sign our emails good. with
2: thanks, Ben. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no yeah. Well, thank you guys not only for making the crazy road trip to see us, but for being yeah. here on the podcast. It's thanks really so cool. much for having us yeah,
1: on. it's it. a real pleasure. A lot of fun. And thank you all for listening again. Till next time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cheers.